Okay. Now Should I start a new recording? Nah. No. Fine. Okay. That's all, right, all good. All right. All right. Hi. We're actually <laughs> recording ourselves, recording a podcast. <laughs> we're recording we're ourselves. A couple of dorks. Twice, yeah. I know. I this love it. This is narcissism. And it, it's this, great. It is. It is. We're so cool. We should definitely catch it on film. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what happens when you pay marketing people. They tell you to be really fucking narcissistic. Yeah. How do you feel? How does that feel? Is it? Is it? Do you like it, God, or you feel okay. like you're f- forcing it upon yourself? It feels a little like I'm forcing it upon myself, but I know that it's important because I really do have the goal of like reaching more people. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's it. Just like comes with it, right? I mean, well, you know, your whole your you are your package. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still feel weird when I like say, "Hey, watch me on this show on this day on this network." I didn't feel that way about you're the worst because, you know, I was on it a lot and I, I liked the show a lot. But yeah. I feel weird like, hey, I'm on a procedural. Check it out. Or, I, I uh, or uh, what's that. it called? A um, uh, An industrial. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you guys are going to stop by Amgen, you might want to check out my industrial. I, <laughs> I never, never do that with commercials. <laughs> Unless I think, unless the commercial is hilarious, right? Then I might well, like to the it. like the progressive commercial on the motorcycle was pretty funny. Oh, That's the motorcycle, shit. yeah, people like that good one. Shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was funny cool. shit. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah, yeah. and she was on Makes "You're the chuckle. Worst" too, so I really? felt like it was a "You're the Worst." Ooh. I posted that one because people who watch "You're the Worst" would be like, "Oh, they're both on. That's crazy. That's crazy." Because she they did both get cast at the same time. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. We never really told people what they're listening to. Yeah, what are they listening this to? This is MILF Talk. Make your life fabulous. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm so And whether you are single, married, divorced, with children, or somehow all of the above, we are here talking to you about life, love, relationships. And Todd's here, so we have to talk about sex, too. Because Yay, I had sex. <laughs> Wait, I don't even remember. Yes, what? ladies and gentlemen, that's Todd. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it's been a while. That's what I'm hoping ultimately. Okay, so like now we're being we're just being tangential and I need to let people know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like okay. So I'm doing this big event that I just decided to do. Yeah, that's crazy. And I know it's a little bit crazy. I I um rented the Alex Theater for February 3rd, 2018. Where's the Alex Theater? In Glendale, California. Glendale. So if you are anywhere in the Los Angeles area, you can get to Glendale. It's the day before Super Bowl. I made it a one-day event because I'm not missing Super Bowl. No, I know so. you would. My <laughs> lord. So, but the karaoke reminded me because I'm thinking next time I'm hoping it'll be a two-day event. We can get some karaoke. We can get ah. everything. Anyway, so, um, but this is what it is. It's a one-day relationship workshop to help you move from fear to love in relationship. So whether you're single or coupled or married or polyed or whatever the hell you are, as long as you love and you want to love, you are welcome. What and if I want to move from love to fear in my relationship, <laughs> then but then need, back to love? Then you need a different I, I teacher. Need, I need <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes we have to make room for the fear. Yeah, yeah. Know? So, like, I mean, there is something to be said for that. Um, so, yeah. So, like, sometimes you have to acknowledge the fear and be aware of the fear and make room for the fear so that you can just let it dissipate instead of being in resistance to it all the time yeah right because when you're in resistance to something you're actually like holding it up you know what i think that's why when i catch a cold yes because i caught hillary's cold like two weeks ago 
And I always get it way worse than she had it. Mm. Like I get way more congested. I'm, I'm more of a mess. Yeah. I'm miserable for longer. Yeah. And I think it's because I resist it for so long. Yeah. As opposed to just letting it. Just let it go through you. Let it and go like, through. Yeah. Me. Well, that'd be an and interesting. Like, no, little, I'm not getting sick. Yeah, that would be just, an interesting little experiment. If you're like, hello, virus, do what you need to do. And you're welcome. And then please leave when you're done. I don't know. Just, it's so. <laughs> That's scary as fuck though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's, I, I don't, <laughs> it's like, like yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to give it all that. I don't know if I want to be submissive to a virus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, that and that's what that's what the music element is for my for my event is that I've actually hired a pianist and I'm actually going to sing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm actually but I'm but I'm not doing it because I want everybody to like walk out going, "Gosh, she's such a great singer. I want to buy her album." I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I may be in good voice that day, I may be not. It's I the, don't know. It's it, the spirit of the it's thing. It's the spirit of it because music, like everything from uh, you know, Ella Fitzgerald to Alanis Morissette, we've experienced songs and lyrics and um, even full albums, you know, that allow us to kind of indulge our emotions and like just be in the space of it, right? right. So again, instead of being in resistance to it. Yeah, right? Alanis Morissette embraced, embraced how pissed she was at that right. guy from Full House. That's right. And she sang about it. And she sang about it, and everybody <laughs> listened and played it over and over yeah. again because they're like, yes, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I hope you're thinking about me when you fuck her. Like, like where they were, you know? Yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh, somebody said it, and yeah. somebody said it for me, yeah. you know? Now, yeah. I might be singing a little bit lighter lyrics, you sure. know, like... Because you don't go down on people in the like, backs of theater, like not like a crazy I don't sing person. about it. If I do, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, it might be something more like you know, "Cry Me a River." Sure, sure. But same theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Joe Cocker version. Uh, no, probably more more of a Nancy Wilson, Ella Fitzgerald kind of girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. you're going to go um, with the, the classics. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go, well, one, it's an Art Deco theater. And by the way, people, I'm, I'm not going to just talk about my myself all day. Like, we're going to get to a Q&A. I've got some, I've got some shit to I, I don't mind. You can talk I know, about I know. You're so nice. But my friend Todd is so nice. He'll talk to me all day about me. <laughs> He's the best. He's, this is why we're friends. Like, <laughs> you, you actually don't really know anything about me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything just about listen. him. I don't even know his wife's name. Like, I never ask him shit about himself or how he's doing or anything. He just talks to me about me and makes me feel special. So, no. Um, so, yeah, we'll get to that. But but I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. I had no intention as of, like, probably seven, eight months ago, wouldn't have occurred to me that I would be doing this. And uh, it was, like, way off. Like, I kept mm-hmm. thinking about it way off. And then when I... Like saw actually it was Kyle Cease who I saw him do a workshop at uh, the Alex Theater. I was like, theater, that's fun. Oh, okay. Like because I'm not really like a retreat center gal. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 in uh, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not so much a retreat center gal, And, and maybe someday I'll do that, but. There was something really cool and exciting about the idea of being in a theater mm-hmm. it, because it feels like home to me. Like I spent so much of my time 
in theaters. Right, you know, right. That, like, that feels normal to me for some reason. Like, so like, seeing somebody else in a theater, yes. in this same theater, he, yeah, is in what the inspired you yeah, to... Yeah, like, yes, and he was, and it was a workshop. You know, mm-hmm. it was like a, a, a Kyle C's doing Evolving Out Loud. Really, like, he's a comedian turned transformational speaker. It just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. And mine's, like, slightly more structured because um, I've actually hired a pianist. Um, his name is Daniel, and he's super cool. More structured than the one you saw? Than the one I saw, yeah. Than, like, his thing. But because mine is super, like, like I'm focused on relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So it is, you know, about evolving and moving from... Um, fear to love and like in your choices and in your decisions but I really like to help people apply that to their real life relationships right because it's like really cool if you know how to be in a place of love about the world and about everybody but that doesn't fucking help you when your boyfriend's not texting you back yeah it does right I mean it, it does and it doesn't if you don't but if you don't People feel like I can manifest my job, I can manifest money, I can manifest my health, I can manifest this. But if, but when it comes to love and relationships, they're like somebody else is involved there. I can't control that person and their will. And all guys are this way, or all girls are this way. No. And they don't feel like their intention. They don't. They don't trust that their intention actually matters uh-huh. in the seeking of their relationship. Or the maintaining of their relationship, right? Yeah. So, um, so that's where this is. This this event is really focused on relationships. Whether you whether you're looking for one or whether you want the one you're in to, to... remain or get healthier, remain healthy or get healthier, like be right. able to expand in relationship. Right. So I'm excited. Yeah, because in a relationship, you never stop running at each other. You know, you never stop working at it. Right. Because you guys are changing. As individuals. Yes. So you, your relationship has to go with that. Yeah. That's why I never like that Billy Joel song. I like you just the way you are. Ah, uh, yeah. I want to change with you. Oh. That's the way. See, but that, and that's why you've been married as long as you have and you're still hot for your wife. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. That's yeah. like, that's it. And that's what people always look at, I think, and they go, you know, they're just lucky. They're just soulmates. They just happen to find the right person and I really think it's about being willing and um, courageous enough to be in relationship without guarantees Mm -hmm. you know and that's why the workshop is actually called loving on the edge because if you take the old paradigm of marriage which is actually really based on like ownership and property and safety within that mostly to protect the male's property mm-hmm. and if you look at that as the paradigm with which we built it on it's sort of like the telephone right is the yeah. basis of like the we even why we even call a cell phone a cell phone but right, at this point right. it's got fucking nothing to do with the with the telephone line right but it did like create the initial paradigm of like hey we don't have to be in the same room to talk right 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 yeah so um, gosh, that was really smart. I just came up with that. That was really good. It was a good metaphor. Very good metaphor. Well, well done. You. Well thank done. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so if you, um, so if you look at the paradigm of marriage and where it is, where it is now, it's almost like not, uh, not appropriate or not relevant or whatever to, to what we've evolved to as far as men and women in relationship and why we even choose relationship. Right. I mean, ultimately, we choose relationship for joy. Right. 
But you're saying there with marriage specifically, mm-hmm. there's still because it used to be, like you said, to protect property or whatever. Yeah. So there would be a pressure to get married. For, well, yeah, for, I mean, for, for the wealth, for survival. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> now that we don't need marriage for literal survival. Yeah, women are allowed to It work. becomes this pressure to have a romantic, perfect, fairy tale uh, uh, marriage. Like yes. that's where the pressure is. Yes, and also I think we naturally seek you know, a partner for our, for our expansion. Right. Sure. Um, but I also think that, um, we seek it kind of so hard and we need it so desperately to be the same person over time because we're so isolated. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't even live in multi-generational households anymore. You literally that's have true. like one person raising all the babies. I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad <laughs> thing. I sure as hell don't want to live with my family. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, yeah, yeah. Make, like, let's be honest, okay? Sure. But part of the reason that we don't all want to live with our families is because we are also kind of expanding in thought in, you know, from those generations. Like, we have been feeling this, I think, this need to, to not kind of absorb our, the, the older mm-hmm. point of view and way of thinking. And we want to expand and we want to see things differently. And I think that our physical state of being, as far as like our living situations, it is a reflection of sort of our desire to be like, no, I need to, I need to expand in my own power, mm-hmm. right? Because when you live in a, a multi-generational household, we know the power comes right from the yeah. <laughs> from the top down, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's a different thing. It's like you feel like you're living in a box, both physically and emotionally. Yeah. Right. And and ideologically, you can't really expand beyond your grandparents' point of view mm. and feel okay about that and feel empowered by that when you're surrounded by people who are hanging on to the past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that the one of the, I like I agree with you. I don't think. I think that this is all part of an attempt for expansion, but I think it's also created like we have very little belonging. You know, we that's don't, true. We don't, like, I as, get it. As humans, we're like really, really seeking belonging and community and like our tribe, and so we we look to one person to fill that. Yeah. And sometimes in a great relationship, it kind of feels like you have found that. Sure, but, yeah. <laughs> if I were to look at my own relationship, I also feel like the sum of our parts mm-hmm. kind of has also expanded our village because of who we are together. Well, you you mean in like your friends, friends and, and intermingling yeah. of friends and extended family even yeah. and all that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And work people and all that. I mean, fortunately for you, you have a likable wife. So, you know, you have... Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't... <laughs> good really, move. I, yeah, okay. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. She <laughs> charms everybody and I'm just... I just sit next to her and You wave. just sit there and look pretty. Hey. Hi. <laughs> she is great, isn't she? She is how did I land that? Huh? I don't know. I must be cold. I'm all right. I'm not going to talk too much because I don't want to give it away. Hillary's on the other side of the room rolling. Her eyes. Yeah, exactly. That's not true. I've, no. I've caught her looking at you adoringly. I've caught her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think that I, I don't remember how we got. How did we get to here? Now we're talking about tribes and. And isolation. Well, that's what your uh, seminar uh, is going to be about. Um, There was, uh, it's called Loving on the Edge. Which, by the way, 
I assume that one of the songs you will sing is Aerosmith's Living on the Edge, <laughs> but replacing Living with Loving on the Edge. I'm loving on the edge. Come on. That would be awesome. You can do it. I can't sing Stephen Tyler. He's too high. You can do it. A lady, I think you a should come up and sing. No. Yeah. That's actually something I'm really hoping that will happen is that somebody might want to come up on stage and, you know, talk about their heartbreak song or heart sing song and maybe even sing it for us. Oh, wow. I mean, it is Los Angeles. I mean. That's true. I mean, there's stage whores all over the place, right? I always regret when I do karaoke picking like one of the the heartbreaker kind of songs you that do. I like. Well, one, I don't I don't have the kind of range generally okay. to sing those songs. Right, so it's a performance issue. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah it makes me feel it's not because like it I'm just... ruining the thing I love, oh. you know? Oh, so, I see. Like, so you do oh, because it's like something that you yeah. you enjoy and then you go fuck it up by singing it. Yeah, yeah. and, it, and if, it's yeah, a, if it's an up-tempo, just fun song, mm-hmm. you know, then I, I can just make a fun show out of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not really, you know, you can neutron sing Neutron dance, dance. For example. And and that's, people will enjoy it. It's you guys, fun. And you really should hear him sing Neutron Dance. <laughs> I'm a big Pointer Sisters fan. I know it. There's nothing I can do about it. They're great. I don't think you should do anything about no, it. I'm not. No, I'm not. Oh, we were going to do a little Q&A. Oh, you got uh, questions from I do, people. I do, I do. I've got, I got shit. That's cool. Do you want to bring that over closer? And put it down over here. Oh <laughs> no, 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 my lord, my what? lord, <laughs> my god, no, oh my I am a professional. Oh, behave. <laughs> so, um, these are just some, some things that have been emailed to me. Um, so let's see. Do, 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 do. I slept with a guy on a second date. Is that too soon? He seems to still be into me, but all of my friends think it was way too soon and that he won't respect me. Is that true? Is he going to get over me quicker because I didn't hold out? What? See, guys think this issue is crazy, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I slept with a guy on a second date. It lasted, well, we're in our 10th year. (laughs) There you go. There so, you go. No, I. I mean, no. This is this is actually a really first date for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. First date. Yeah, and they've been married for a long ass time. Yeah, no, 17. I actually I know a lot of people that have slept together on the first date and and gotten married. That notion is. Um, <clears throat> let me let me re- reverse the logic if I can. Okay. Go. If I. Uh, if I sleep with him on the first or second date, he won't stay interested in me. Okay, so then the reverse logic is, if I wait till the fourth or fifth date, he will stay interested in me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the reverse yeah. logic. The reverse logic here is that if he was just after you for sex, but you waited, that he will somehow change his intentions with you. Right. Right? Okay. Basically, I mean, more likely than not, what would happen is if that is his intention with you is just to sleep with you, like let's say he's a total player, which I would hope that you would have more than one red flag going off in your head if he was a total player. Right. Um, then you probably wouldn't even make it to a fourth or fifth date without sleeping with him. 
Well, yeah. I mean, right? if that's what he's in. So, yeah. If you really don't think that your instincts are good about people, or if you're really, really worried about that, then yes, go ahead and wait until the fourth, fourth or fifth date. If he's still going out with you, he's probably pretty interested in who you actually it's are. It's not just about sex, right? At that and point. again, it still might not turn into a long-term relationship or a marriage. Right. 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 So. Well, and you know, most sometimes of the time that you can be great friends and not be physically. Attracted good to together. each other, yeah, or good to each other, yeah, like good. I was like, uh, good, yeah. yeah, you don't want to wait too long, because oh, that, no, if no, it, no. If I mean, well, okay, that's a personal. I agree with you. I mean, that's a personal uh, preference or opinion, or and for some people, it's a religious and moral thing. Um, but yeah, I personally feel like if you don't know how you are together sexually, you are leaving an enormous. You're leaving it's like a big part of it. You're leaving an enormous chunk of what makes a relationship last. To complete chance. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So that's just my feeling about that situation. So because I believe that our um the this the sexual part of your primary love relationship is what makes it different and unique and precious and special compared to your other right. relationships. Right. right. It's right. all part of that uh, that person being the person that you express your sexuality with which is a big part of a, a big facet of someone's personality and spirit and soul if you right i think it is personally and another way to communicate and maybe. another way to communicate exactly for so many men that is their primary love language right so in answer to that <laughs> your friends First of all, your friends are assholes for saying that because it's not like you could take it back. So, like, oh, you screwed up. You slept with them too soon. Sound, take it back. Like, it that's sounds cool. a lot like slut okay. shaming. To like, me. It, it is a little bit. I, I think so too. I think it's a little like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You blew it. And it's like, okay, you weren't there. You have no idea, like, yeah. how the evening was going, how the chemistry was. Like, did it feel like a completely natural and appropriate thing to do for you? If that's the case, then. And what's then? Then this? you have to trust that on some level in yourself, yeah. right? You're a grown-up girl; you can make your decisions. Have we learned nothing from George Michael? And again, there's this whole thing in this of you gave him something. He gave you something too. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping it was good sex for you. Man. It sounds like you want to go back for more, so that's great news. Maybe just to get it right. Or maybe- <laughs> um uh but there's this there's this still this sort of transactional belief there of sort of like i gave him this too soon yeah and it's like okay then you're really making an assumption about this guy that he's just there to get something from you right right as opposed to just wanting to hang out yeah maybe he just wants to be with you and get to know you and that's a good thing that he's sexually attracted to you yeah so I think that there's so many long-standing paradigms that leak into that whole question, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, I'm giving him something, he's taking something from me. I mean, do you think he's at home wondering if he slept with you too soon? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, maybe. Maybe. He might be like, oh, maybe yeah, I, you know, maybe, maybe she I... thinks I'm a slut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, I suppose he could be saying like, you know... Maybe I should have, you know, gotten to know her a little more. I mean, I don't know, but I, yeah, I, yeah. like he's probably not thinking about it. He's probably just thinking about when can I make that happen again? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I that do was that great. Again. Yeah, like so. 
so yeah make sure that you but but make sure that you go out make sure that you go do things together i mean if it turns into like let's netflix and chill all the time and you're only a couple weeks into this then yeah you've gotten yourself a friend with benefits but that could have happened if you waited four or five dates to sleep with him it really doesn't matter right. so because because a friend with benefits it is rare for the dynamic in that situation to turn into something more serious it just is and there's like that's a whole other we could probably do a whole podcast on that um but if you want this to be a relationship then treat it as such don't say yes to netflix and chill if you guys haven't like gone out and had an experience together i'm not saying he has to like go out and spend a bunch of money on you or whatever i'm saying like hey let's do things and you know go bowling go play darts go go for a hike go for a walk do things that are really about the two of you getting to know each other mm-hmm. right yeah and if he's sense. and if he wants to do that Great. Then that's your answer. It really doesn't matter if you slept with him. Yeah. First date, second date, whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. And there's a a X Y chromosome in the room, and he agrees. I agree totally. So, there you yeah. Go. Don't feel bad about right. uh, having sex on the second. And, and he identifies as male. And yeah. Okay. So yeah. sorry. <laughs> Wait, I gotta cover my. I gotta. I gotta cover. Uh, identifies male. I'm a heterosexual. <laughs> yes. And... Yes. And that is our POV. And it, if you don't, if it doesn't fit for you, that's all good too. So, um, okay. Ba, ba, ba. Next question. Next question. What do we got? Well, okay. I hope uh, it's even more explicitly about sex. Uh, this is from a man. Oh. I'm 38 and married with three children. My wife is always too tired and overwhelmed by our children to give me any attention. Oh. What am I doing wrong? Well, I think it's sweet that you asked what you're doing wrong. <laughs> That is sweet. I know, right? I mean, there's something in you that's probably saying like, (laughs) yeah, hmm, something I'm doing is not working. Yeah, she's tired and overwhelmed uh, by the kids and helping with the kids. It shouldn't even be help. Actually, I hate to use these terms. It's very difficult because it's such a sensitive subject, right? That everybody Mm -hmm. gets like, he's not helping. He's just being a dad. Why is that help? Why oh, is it my oh. job? You know, there's this indication in the linguistics of it, like this indication that like it's my job and you're helping me with my job. I see, I see. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so like, that's not. So that's... it's like, oh, it's such a sensitive subject. Yeah. I hang out with mom sometimes, as you can tell. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, ask her what she needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is overwhelm. I, I would say this. Um, if you can bring it up in a way, this is a tool that I use a lot with people is this I notice I imagine now I notice that you need to go to bed at such and such a time mm-hmm. um, before we really had any time to spend together or connect uh, I guess that's almost a that's actually not concrete but you, I notice you have to go to bed at this time and that you're not up you were, that we're not having much conversation how about that right that's right. concrete okay mm-hmm. we're not having much conversation or sex if you know but Um, so I noticed this, all right. I imagine it's because you're pretty tired and overwhelmed by the kids. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Right? Because now she can say, no, it's because I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock because I don't want to talk to you because I'm pissed at you for what you did at my parents' house last week or whatever. I don't know. So (laughs) what did he do? do? I don't know. I've got a a wild imagination. (laughs) Um, uh, so you can start from there, all right? right? And then you can say, so when we go to bed at 10 o'clock and we really haven't had a chance to talk, 
I feel this way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when this happens, then I feel this way. And what can I do to help? What can I do to help, you know, to, to make it so that you're not so overwhelmed? What right. can I do for you? Right. And I'm sure she'll probably have some answers. Yeah. And she might even have a hard time receiving that. She might be like, nothing. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't, you know, because there's a fear that if she, if you do the dishes for her, now she's going to be obligated. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like it oh, can't, oh, oh, It can't oh, yeah. turn into, I did the dishes. I lightened your load. Let's have sex. You know what I mean? Uh, it just has to be. That's why uh, Hill doesn't respond well every time I say, hey, I just did the dishes. Let's have sex. That's why? It doesn't go over well? No. 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 Sorry. God, I love you. you learn something new every yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> no. Then it's like, it's like you do the dishes and you say like, you know, what else can I do? Yeah. Basically. Well, what else if you know? know that she's tired and overwhelmed, right? And, and, and the husband can be tired and overwhelmed too. From sure. work, right? Sure. But here's, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to like venture into like broad shit here. Okay. So here's part of the problem on the planet. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, wow. Now, when I say masculine, I don't mean man-like. Okay? okay, I mean masculine or yang or whatever. And I know there's a million different interpretations of yin yang and blah blah blah. Just work with me, people. <laughs> it's <laughs> I'm going to talk about masculine energy as giving, linear, problem solving. Uh, there's other words that are not coming to me because I wasn't prepared to have this conversation. <laughs> okay, and okay, uh, and protective. You know, providing right, protective, providing, giving, linear. Okay, and then you've got feminine energy, which I'm not saying is woman-like. I'm saying it's feminine energy, yin energy, is receptive, fluid, playful, nurturing. Our whole planet, like on a big global level, really values the masculine more, right? Mm. All the technology, all the masculine energy in our planet and the feminine energy hopefully rising a little bit, right? We're hopefully like... We're hopefully getting more into that than the nurturing and the receptivity and the caring. So mm-hmm. if you're in your work, let's say you have, you don't have like a creative line of work, right? Like let's say one, one of the couples that I know, um, client and her boyfriend, he is an engineer, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's in that thinking all day long. A day is very structured, no cell phones allowed, nothing. Like it's super, super structured, right? Mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, you know, 5 a.m., 7 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the weekend, he struggles because he wants it to be l- loose. Like he wants it to be fluid. He doesn't want any schedules. Right, you know, right, right, sure. Yeah. And so and you can see how th- that makes a lot of sense. Well, what, what we forget is that when women are giving and nurturing, that's actually also that giving, doing, protecting, providing, that's masculine energy. Right, They're right. in it all day too, right? Right, right. And... And women really struggle because, again, that's what's valued, right? right. Making money, solving things, doing things, uh, schedules. Um, oh, we're supposed to have our kids extremely structured. We're supposed to have everything. That's when you're doing it right. Right, right, right Okay? Right. So to be fluid and receptive is actually, that you know, some of the work that I do with women, when they learn to stop running the relationship, doing and scheduling and figuring everything out and... And, mu- and doing more giving and let me do your laundry and let me do that. <laughs> right, right. They need to like back up and be receptive so that in the romance level, right. there can be a masculine and feminine, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem is you still have this lack of nurturing for both people. 
both people have been in their masculine all day. Right. right. And then you come home and then like, say my client who really likes to have everything in her planner and know what's going to happen for the weekend wants to plan their fun. Oh, right. And I'm like, you're going to have to loosen up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Basically, I'm like, you're going to have to loosen up, you know? Yeah. And it's really a struggle around the holidays, right? Because everybody's sure. got family this, right? There's 18 places to be. Yeah. So, so allowing each other fluidity mm-hmm. when we're not at work or in the day is actually how we can create more space for romance, for, um, for joy and playfulness in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And what the hell was the question? Like, oh, the guy, yes, the yeah. guy with the what wife. Was so, he yeah, doing she's wrong? Doing, well, well, he too, it, like, part of what he's craving—that attention, right? Attention, probably like laughing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, maybe going out, maybe um, sex. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably sex. mostly sex he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, of course it honest. is. Of course it is. But but you know, I'm sure that he'd love to have a good belly laugh with his wife. Sure, too, sure, right? sure. You know? yeah. and so so if you're talking about that, that's actually. Like I'm craving, it's funny because sex, even though it's like this sort of like, it's, it's men are in their masculine, uh, when, you know, sex is their love language, they're in their masculine. It's almost like this perfect balance of masculine and feminine because it's playful, it's free, it's fluid, it's right. And so that's when you feel the most like alive and complete. And a lot of men will, will describe sex that way. It's when I feel the most alive and complete right right? right. because you're in both your masculine and feminine Mm -hmm. and and so so here he's got his wife who's like depleted and women have a real struggle like like switching and actually allowing themselves to be helped Mm -hmm. to be uh, to be served in any way because it's much more valued if you can handle everything sure i got it all i got it handled i'm the perfect mom i got this mom shit down right Mm -hmm. and so so it's it's vulnerable and challenging for women to even even though they crave it and desire it and want it to even make room for it right right you know to make space for it and say i'm gonna let you come to me i'm gonna let you do for me so the question like if he goes to his wife and he says what can i do for you (laughs) she might struggle with it actually And so there, there is a need, and I know, that, again, back to the multi-generational households, grandma's not around to watch the baby anytime you want. Yeah. Now, it's way harder. It's yeah. way harder for people to create the time in their relationship to just be fluid. You know, that's why when you walk into a hotel room, you want to have sex. Yeah. There's no responsibility. Responsibility is like the unsexiest word in the human, like, in the English language. Stuff I gotta you do. Know, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So you walk into a hotel room, you know, you can make a mess you don't have to deal with, right? <laughs> There's no responsibility. You're like in this vacuum. Yeah. You can just kind of be whatever you want to be. Yeah, it's fun. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like, you know, why people always joke about hotel sex because that's what's great and that's why so many couples <clears throat> that really last a long time will tell you, you just need to go away for the weekend and remember why you got married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because we, oh, we used to do this thing and it was really fun. Yeah, yeah. It was really playful and it was really fun. I just did that with Hill because we, we were, we went to a wedding. We had a wedding to go to mm-hmm. up in uh, wine country, mm. uh, Solvang, you know. Love it. That area. Um, and we wound up going a day early so we could nice. just have a day and night 
like of wine tasting and all that yeah. stuff. We had so much fun. So cool. It was such a great adventure. And it was just like one day. I know. Right? And it like it gives you that shared experience and that like that feeling of being whole and playful and connected and all of those things, yeah. right? You know, and it's like that's that's in love. That's being in love. You know, one of the things that I've been I've been verbalizing more now because it's become very clear to me is that I think it's helpful to talk about love as a place and not a feeling. Mm -hmm. Like when you say I'm in love, we are love in love. And if we can, and when we're around people that remind us of that, that make us feel connected to that, Mm -hmm. that remind us that we are love, we're in love. Right. 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 (laughs) So when you're in that playful, joyful space, we get into relationships for joy. And then all that joy gets sucked out of it when you get all this massive responsibility of, you know, three kids, Mm -hmm. right? And jobs and bills and all that shit, right? That's just, and, and we, and we're supposed to like, we're supposed to get it all taken care of by drinking on Friday and Saturday night. Yeah. You know, and then by Sunday, everybody's like, oh, fuck, I got to get, you know, back into that. You know what I found out? Is you can drink the whole week, whole week. through, <laughs> whole time. Matt's Todd's answer to this <laughs> is to simply drink Monday through Friday. <laughs> All the whole. And be sober week. on the weekend. Yeah, right. yeah. Sober it up on the weekend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people talk a lot about like, oh, the United States we only have two weeks of vacation, and in Europe they have this, and, and yes, there is. A paradigm that work and productivity is what is most highly valued. Here, yeah, sure. Yes. And um, and yet I don't know that we get a whole lot more done than anybody else does, right? Mm-hmm. And we have major, you know, depletion and energy depletion and addiction and um, loneliness, mm. you know? And if we don't create time and space for play... Mm-hmm. And for it, like really like n- nurturing that feminine energy again, not girl like, just your your yin energy that needs to be fluid and playful and receptive and and have fun. I, the funny thing is, is like the whole reason we choose relationships now is for joy. Yeah. And yet, for so many people, it's about safety. It becomes about safety. It oh, becomes okay. about. I have this. I got this relationship. Now I'm afraid it's going to go away. Oh, oh, right? I see. You know, yeah. So we have to do all these things to make our life keep working. It's hard to move from a place of love if you don't acknowledge that a lot of what you're doing is fear. Yeah. Is, is in resistance. Yeah. Right? So, um, so, you know, to this guy who feels like he's doing something wrong, it's really loaded because... Um, I mean, I don't know if they had a good sex life before or now or whatever, what that means. But I think it comes down to asking her what she needs and really helping her understand that you want to be there for her. Like that it would make you feel good to take some of that overwhelm away. Right. right? Because it would be good for both of you. Right. Right? Because... Because I think what gets lost sometimes is, especially when men are specifically asking for more sex, is what get what gets lost is I want to connect with you. That the sex is about connection, right? Too. Yeah. It's not just a biological need to get off. I mean, you can handle that yourself. Right. Like, that's true. but you didn't get married for celibacy. You got married to connect. Yeah. Exactly. With your woman. Yeah, that's true. 
So yeah. Did I answer the question? I'm so I think chatty so. today. Yeah. I think <laughs> I'm satisfied. Are you satisfied? I'm satisfied. You feel with good. Your answer. All right. <laughs> Can find another was it good question. For you? Yeah, okay. it was really good. For me. <laughs> All right. Well, that's important to me, you know, because that's a guy question. All right, let's do one more. Mm-mm-mm. I feel like we've been talking forever. <laughs> um, I'm so boring. <laughs> I'm just sick of myself. <laughs> you have been doing a lot of the talking. I know. That I'm is, not talking it today. is. Yeah. It is. A, it, well, no, but it's your show, so you have to do all the talking. I know. I know. I'm just here. I'm a sidekick. You're just. <laughs> It's a great. You're my Ed it's a great gig. You just laugh at your jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I have jokes. Sure. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. I am 33, single, and ready for love. I'm not looking for it. Okay, right there. I'm going to call you on your bullshit. Yeah. Why you are, are you? Ri- yeah. Why are you writing yes, this? Yes, you are. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're bullshit. You're looking for it. Okay. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am 33, single, and ready for love. I'm not looking for it. I love myself. I have all other aspects of my life together, yet I cannot seem to keep a relationship. Boy, she is my target audience. Yeah, she really is. (laughs) Every guy leaves me and ends up marrying the next girl. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Okay. Um, Okay. No, in in all sincerity, the statement I'm not looking for it is part of the problem because you are looking for it. But what it what you're doing when you're saying I'm not looking for it is you're in resistance to that. So you have, you have conflicting intention. And so you have to make your intention to find a healthy love relationship stronger than this sort of nonsense of like, I'm not looking for it. And maybe there's some belief there that it should magically happen or magically appear. Or like, I, I have no idea what the, like your particular personal uh, belief is around it. But I can tell you the general paradigm is I am magically going to meet my perfect soulmate and then I'll right. know right. and then I can be intentional about it because right. if it's not my perfect soulmate I don't want to get my hopes up yeah but yeah that's no way it's just no way to live well it's certainly not loving on the edge now is it <clears throat> no it's not <laughs> it is not so, okay so and I and I love myself okay and I have all other aspects of my life together and I, I think that's really important and I appreciate that that you're, you feel good about the other aspects of your life Mm-hmm. that's great and that's where a lot of women that I work with are in their life they're like I got the career I got this I'm smart I'm you know I'm I'm <laughs> I've, I've still got viable like uterus years left <laughs> I'm like this and that the you old know, like, viable but, uterus well, but, years well but that's the, but that's <laughs> that's part of the panic sure right? sure and yeah, like, yeah and guys just don't have to deal with that that's like no. a, a reality you no. can make a baby Anytime you want. Any old. Time. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, and I think that guys need to kind of respect that as well, like in understanding that women are going to be a little future paced in relationships because they're like, oh, I don't want to waste my time because yeah, it's literally, yeah, yeah. I'm literally burning these, these years to make a dream come true for myself. Like it's right. a big fucking deal. So what I would say is it's you know it's always wonderful to be happy with all those other aspects of your life but to also know that the reason that you got there in those aspects of your life are is because you were intentional you know mm-hmm. you had a desire to make certain things happen for yourself and you made them happen and the tendency to say like i don't like being single i i hear it all i actually hear um you know i hate being single and then my favorite is i'm totally fine being single mhm well, that's cool. There's no medal at the end of your life for saying, hey, 
Even though you didn't want to be single, you were totally fine being single and you, here's your reward. Right, right. <laughs> so if you want love, go ahead and want it. Sure. Like, go ahead and say, I want. Well, you probably do anyway. You're just trying to, you're just talking yourself right, out of it. Right, but allow for it, like accept it and be in love with that. Yeah. Be in love with the fact that you want love and allow yourself that and stop being in resistance to it. That's like literally step number one. Right. And you can take all the stories about being single and how old you are and what your family thinks and why you're single. None of that shit matters. Just decide today, right now, that you're gonna give yourself that. That I like I want I want love. I wanna yeah. find a loving relationship and I make no apology for it and it doesn't matter if I'm okay without it. Of course you're okay without it. You're not gonna implode. Yeah. You want what you want. Yeah. You know? So um so that, you know, first and foremost. Um, every guy leaving you and ending up marrying the next girl. Um, that could just be a curse. Well, uh, like she well, was cursed by a witch or yeah. warlock of some kind. No, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I guess what that kind of says to me is that you're meeting guys that are looking for a life partner. And that. Maybe we can look at that as a positive thing. So you actually are attracting people that are, you know, you're not attracting players, right? Mm -hmm. You're attracting mm -hmm. people that like truly want to connect. And so what part of you doesn't want to connect or is, is afraid to connect or is afraid of that working? Because everything that we experience in our life and in our relationships is some kind of mirror or reflection of what's going on with us. It's like, it's like the world is, we're the little... Is the macro smaller or the micro smaller? The macro smaller, right? Or the, well, boy, <laughs> or the macro you... to the micro to the, I don't know. Ma I thought macro was bigger than micro. Oh, maybe, ma maybe the macro to the micro. The, I don't know. I anyway, don't know. so like our little internal experience <laughs> is being reflected to us all the time. And it can be like, like the reverse feeling or it can be the same feeling or it can be kind of the reverse or it can be like what that old voice, a.k.a. probably has been saying to you oh, your whole life, you yeah. know, <laughs> little generational belief system pass through. So, um, you mean like stop jacking off so much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those voices. Okay. Like I would, okay. <laughs> just kidding. My brain, it's just, my brain's moving fast today, but not that fast. Like I, Sorry. I had so many jokes run through my head at the same time. I was like, I, I don't have any. They're all gone. They're, it's they're like Quinn gonna, Chandler. Yeah, oh, I back know, to friends. Always back to friends. Uh, Hashtag yeah, friends reference. Yeah. When he goes, too many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. say anything. So, um, so there's something in there around your fear around being in relationship, whether it's about losing it or what, what actually represents love for you. Mm -hmm. You know, there and and that's what you have to get clear on because the, the good news here is that you're in a good place in life as far as your career goes and your health and all that stuff. And it sounds like and um you're attracting guys that are interested in connection. So but there's something about that that you're pushing away. And so my question for you would be what part of that scares the shit out of you? Yeah. Or well, and also it? she's saying in the email that she's not looking for love. That's is, what I'm, yeah. Is she saying she's, that to these guys? 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Well, oh, well, we don't know. My question is like, if you're not looking for, why do you keep dating guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they leave you. Yeah, but but if that's but if but you're right because if that is an intention, if that's a conflicting intention within her, it doesn't matter if she's saying it or not. Right. She's kind of saying, "I don't need you," or "I don't need to get attached to you." I'm okay without you. When in fact she might really not be okay without them. That might right. be the whole terror is I'm not okay without you and I don't want to get too attached to you. Right. So if you're in fear, if you're in relationship in fear instead of in love, then guess what? It doesn't translate as love. So right. that guy over there, he might be in love with you, but it's not going to last for long because you're in fear with him. Right. Mm. You can't be in both places at the same time. Yeah. So if you're pushing sense. away, if you're if you're resisting and you're pushing away, then you're not in love with this person. I'm not saying you don't like him and you don't think he's hot and all that stuff, but you're not in love when you're with him. You're actually in fear, and that doesn't feel like love to the other person. So they're going to go away. Right. If what they truly want is love, they could stay in fear with you, and you can have a really nice abusive cycle. That's good sounds... times awful really glad you're not attracting that <laughs> yeah. so that's the good news yeah right yeah so i think actually and and i i know that that's got to be like a, a horrible story to have like oh my god like the last three or four guys i dated like marry the next person yeah wow that's an intense <laughs> that is intense story yeah. you know to let go of and and we so, have a pattern too it feels like you do start wondering what yeah. is wrong with me well and i think it's a fair question yeah. It is a fair question. It's not saying all guys are assholes. No. She's not saying that. No, not at all. really cool. Yeah. You know, she's saying, what What am I doing wrong? And it's not necessarily what you're doing wrong. It might be what you're feeling. Right. And, and whether, I mean, we don't even have to put the judgment of wrong on it. But it's whatever you're putting out there is being reflected back to you. And so you have to look at what you're afraid of in that connection and holding that connection. So, because it always comes down to love or fear and they cannot exist in the same space. No, I guess not. I think it's been proven by quantum physics, but I don't know. Well, one time, <laughs> one time I went camping with Hillary, and we thought there was a bear outside the tent. Uh huh. And I really loved Hillary, even though I was terrified that there might be a bear outside the tent. So I had love and fear. Yeah. The same, <laughs> same tent. But you weren't afraid of Hillary. No, that's true. Right. I was afraid of and the you bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you probably would have been a little bit hard to have sex or really connect in a loving way while you were terrified of the bear. Yeah, I, well, I was not. It's weird how when I think if I think there's a bear outside my tent, I'm not horny. It's it's crazy because guys are supposed to be horny all the time, except when there's bears. Outside. <laughs> but when there are bears, but no, but really for real, actually, when you think about it, that's like a survival mechanism, right? Because what if you were horny when there are bears outside? You would die. <laughs> I know we should be running from the bears, but we gotta fuck. <laughs> what? Like, can you, can you imagine? What? Actually, yes, I can imagine you. <laughs> Me doing that. <laughs> yeah, we gotta fuck though. But the bear. Ah, oh, fuck the bear. Uh, forget about the bear. There's nothing we can do about the bear. The bear was part of nature. Fucking is nature. We'll do ourselves a favor. And we're going to die doing it. <laughs> we're going to be mauled having sex. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Let's see. That, that That's a brand new kink. We just came up with it. Well, okay, but, but wait. Okay, but some people do get really turned on by the idea of getting caught. 
Not by a bear, though. <laughs> oh, by the Macy's lady. Yeah, by, like, <laughs> by security, maybe. Mall cop. But not a bear. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. So maybe just a little bit of fear. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, just, just too, a little bit of fear. The bear is too much. But I, I mean, I think there is something to that. There's like, as, but but that's see, that's not that's not what I'm calling love. I'm that's 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 eroticism. Mm-hmm. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Eroticism is a different thing. But the only way I can express love is to have sex in the presence of bears. <laughs> Oh, great. Oh, God. It's a weird thing. Hillary's going to be like, what did you do to him? <laughs> I'm sorry. We <laughs> could take... His brain went someplace new, and I now you're stuck with it. <laughs> David Cronenberg's going to make a movie about it. I'm really excited. That's awesome. See, yeah. now now that's creative shit. Now you just made your own role. Good for you. Yeah. High five on that. All right. All right. I did Excellent. it. All right. So, okay. I think that's a good number of questions. Yeah. Don't you think? We've been yeah. talking forever. For several minutes. Several. Almost 60. Hours. Almost 60 minutes. Hours. Hours. It feels like hours. It does. It does. Okay. So let me, um, okay. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to wrap this up. Is that what you're going to do? I think I'm going to wrap it up. Your sign off. I think we're going to sign sign off off and, um, probably going to edit this little part out. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) But it it makes you seem very human. I know. If you edit out the the fumbles and the stumbles, I am you sound so like you want people human. to think you're superhuman, though. No, no. God, no, yeah. no. Well, then don't. No, it. and actually, see that. Okay, okay. There's a point there. There's an important point there. Okay. And I will bring my event back up because that's actually ah. part of. <laughs> oh, ah. oh, thank God, because ah. we haven't talked about it enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was actually what gave me kind of the courage and the and the excitement to do it. Was not being superhuman and not being perfect, right? Like not even necessarily. Like I mean, I have an outline. I have a general agenda. I am a professional, but <laughs> but other than that, like I really want to see where the conversation goes. Sure, you know, like yeah. I want to have that conversation. That's my favorite conversation to have. And again, the music is also. It's not about like oh, watch us play this music for you and like be so awesome. It's really about creating something to connect around. And, um, and also that kind of music in particular reminds us of the timelessness of matters of the heart. Right. It does. You're so talking about least, Aerosmith, the, right? Yeah, Aerosmith, exactly. <laughs> at least for the petroleum age. I mean, right. you know, like I, I don't, I can't help yeah. you out with like, I don't know the lyrics to the Renaissance music and, and, and the French cave drawing times. I don't know what they were drumming, but I'm sure it had something yeah. to do with sex and love. Most likely. I'm very sure yeah, most that it likely. did. It was primal as shit. People write a lot of music about those things. They do, and movies, yeah. and poetry, and all kinds of crap. Yeah. So, so we're obsessed with it. So don't tell me you're not looking for it. <laughs> you <laughs> liar! Like you're liar. yelling at your laptop. I'm yelling at her. Ah! Stop it! Stop lying to all of us. <laughs> when will it yeah, stop? Well, yeah. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. Is like it's going to be entirely imperfect, and I'm totally not superhuman, and um, I really want to. You know, for, for me, um, being present with a, hopefully a theater full of people and um, and having this conversation is really going to, it's really going to be a practice for me in that moment to not go into my fear, right. right? And to stay in love and to stay in the conversation and to stay present. And um, and I'm excited about it because I think, I think it's going to be a really like fun and interesting day and, 
and I definitely want to be seen as human. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> because do. I will fuck up. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that yeah. is gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so join me, Todd. Are you gonna be there? Yeah, Todd, I'll go. Todd's gonna be there. <laughs> Woo! Um, on February third, two thousand eighteen. That's the day before the Super Bowl, and it's right before Valentine's Day. So come and be intentional about uh, what you want in love. That's you're gonna. By the end of the day, you're going to know what you need to look for in relationship if you're dating. And in the process of like choosing a partner, if you're early in a relationship, you should definitely come because this will help you figure out if you're in the right relationship. Yes. <laughs> Maybe come separately. Just saying. Um, <laughs> but if you're coupled and you want to know what is it that makes relationships last and what can help us be more than just married, but actually be like spiritual partners that can really both grow in the process and help each other expand and really be partnered, then the possibilities for your relationship are, are limitless, right? right. When, you, when you approach it that way in the sense of like, how can we both be joyful and be expansive in this relationship and support each other in that, right? And the crazy thing is the principles are all the same, whether you're looking or whether you're already coupled. So I hope that you will join me and you can find tickets at lovingontheedgeworkshop.com. Go there. Go there. Get your tickets. So, yes. And where do we find you? Are you on TV right now? Uh, no. Really? Not really. Just progressive commercial. Progressive commercial. You're the worst reruns. Yeah, you can watch You're the Worst on, like, FX And you'll get to see his butt. And you can see my butt. Yeah, there you uh, go. That yeah. just makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not make Decider's top ten list of uh, gratuitous nudity on you television. You didn't? I did not. How is that possible? They overlooked me completely. You were robbed. But, you know. What does the statue look like for that award? I don't know. Like a big <laughs> Full <dork>. frontal? <laughs> I have no idea. All right, idea. Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> yeah, let's I, I want one. All right, well, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with me. Thanks for letting me. And if you missed that link for workshop tickets, just go to lovingontheedgeworkshop.com and reserve your spot for February 3rd. And I'll see you there. Bye for now.